I started off this the whole quarantine thing like, oh yeah, like I'm back in my zone. Like this is my <laughs> yeah. fucking regular life. I've been I've done this like for months yeah, at a time. Yeah, turns out it's not like that. Well, it turns out that every time I have done it, like I also went through a depressive episode. And I kind of forgot about that part. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. So you know, I finished editing last night and I made pancakes at 3 a.m. and then uh, there's still a pancake left over there next to me, and I'm yeah. probably gonna be eating that through this episode so that's where i'm at i respect that i'm still on the well this is normal to me so yeah this isn't except the worst. I, I have been i've been like taking a walk most days that's good that helps yeah. yeah i'm at my parents house there's a whole garage there's a trapeze in the garage i can practice on the garage trapeze it's fine uh, uh, what you have? What you have a, tra- it's a trapeze? What? <laughs> it's just a trapeze, so I can practice trapeze in the car. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what? Just <laughs> you know, a normal trapeze. When I'm trapezing, trapeze. <laughs> these are my priorities. <laughs> have you not been keeping up on your trapeze? <laughs> if you stop, then your hands get all weak. You lose the calluses. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. Looking through, like, Goodreads reviews of a Game of Thrones right now, maybe I'll find some funny ones for next week. You're just taking a cursory glance right now, but um, is it leading you to believe that I'm right in my suspicion that it's about on par with genius lyrics? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty Very much in the same vein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, the, but it's very toxic. The tone of the reviews are, like... Yeah. Oh. And the Goodreads people, like, really think they're book critics... Well, they must, they must like a Game of Thrones then. Like on average, it's four points something. So they, they do like it a lot. But there's also like one star reviews that are also f- for some reason full of GIFs and like reaction memes. What? You can post GIFs? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a fucking Homestuck GIF in this one. <laughs> what, what's the GIF? Tell me Wait, what the GIF is. Wait, I'm, I want to guess. No, I want to guess. I want to guess. Um, is it Carcat? Maybe Terezi? Now, here's the thing. I have no idea what any homestack <laughs> looks like. Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll go to it, and I will. Yes. Oh, it is Terezi. Oh shit! I did it. Oh, I'm a genius. I knew it. What the fuck? There's okay. Their conclusion to this is in conclusion slash summary, and then there's a gift from Avatar, a gift from Full Metal Alchemist, a gift from The King's Speech, the movie where. The king Bad learns taste. to sp- not stutter, <laughs> yeah. and like the Disney horse movie. This is an anti-monarchy podcast. This person who wrote this very long one-star review has actually like <laughs> linked to to eight separate blog posts they wrote about each hundred pages of the book and from how much they hate it. Ah shit! Ten years and five hundred comments later, and men still think I care if they disagree with me. <laughs> Damn, that's feminism. Because <laughs> only men like a Game of Thrones, famously. Anyways, everyone ready with that? Yep. Wait, I'm trying to shit? trying to turn ha- hammering your sword into a plowshare into like a sex joke for my nickname. <laughs> 
I've almost got it. There's no way I can discourage you from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got it. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Um, Welcome. Hold on, I'm trying to... to think of a nickname. Okay. Hold on, no, you go, I'll just <laughs> say something. I'll just say words. Welcome to A Song of Babies and Puppies, the final regular reading chapter, reading chapters episode of the podcast where we read A Game of Thrones. This is the last time we read this book. Yeah, from now on it's just news. From now on it's just <laughs> the news segment. <laughs> just we the news the and like... It's, it's Funko Pop review uh, time. Funny ships we find on AO3. Ooh. <laughs> my name is Janos, and I'm logging my divorce on Goodreads. <laughs> God, he really did that. He did. I'm Chaz, also known as Lord Titty Blackwood. <laughs> my name's Emmanuel, and I wish uh, Brendan Blackfish would hammer his sword into my plowshare. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Wow, that, was very good. that was beautiful. I'm Kate, and I sleep a lot. <laughs> that's fair that's that's good hi uh i'm rana and i like to lift juicy moves off the boat Oof. Mm. yes we all do mm. it was it was mother's day yesterday so it's theon was definitely celebrating mother's day <laughs> theon is making like tumblr posts about how it should be called milf's day <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's really funny and original too yeah no one's posted this before, he says. W- wasn't, like, MILFs trending on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't make the connection yeah, that well. it's because Mother's Day. I just yeah, thought people are horny all the time. Well, it's like American Mother's Day, so it's, like, you know, confusing. Yeah, yeah those yeah, Americans exactly. love their MILFs. Yeah. You must celebrate your mother every day. I also remember that MILFs was trending on Germany, like, a month ago or two months ago, when it, like, definitely wasn't Mother's Day. Maybe there was a different occasion. I don't know. Myths are always trending. Hmm. But I just, I just always suppose that people are just horny all the time. <laughs> it was my mom's birthday a couple of months ago. Maybe that was what it was. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Someone's mom always has birthday. Mm-hmm. You have to celebrate everyone. How are we feeling? We just, we just finished reading A Game of Thrones, and we're gonna talk about the chapters. But how's, how's the mood on, on this? Milestone of being one fifth, maybe one sixth, maybe one seventh. Yeah, Who knows? More like one sixth, yeah. Of our I wouldn't journey. say so far as one seventh, but one sixth is probably right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think we're really one fifth through. Yeah, George wrote 800 pages and he said, I can do better than that. He said, What if I do better next time? Was he at this point still considering a trilogy? Oh. I feel like by the end of this book, he might have been like, hmm. Maybe it's going to be four. I was definitely thinking about it, because this book is structured so tightly, and everything is so... Yeah. It just works so well, and all the chapters are in like the perfect order, and there's so much symmetry between the beginning and the end of the book. And then he was like, you know what? What if there's like just a lot more characters? I'm going to do six more books. It's fine. It's fine. This was also in the 90s. Yeah. The trilogy thing is actually a big pointer to Moon Meteors being right, because if the third book was the last one and it was going to be called A Storm of Swords, uh, you know, the meteors are like a storm of swords. I think in the original pitch, it was still going to be called Winds of Winter. Yeah, that's how I remember. Like, it would have been just a Game of Thrones, a Storm of Swords, and a Dream dream of Spring, or a Winds of Winter, I don't know. I think it was Winds of Winter. I I I feel like... 
I think it was Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings, and Winds of Winter, if I remember correctly. But I'd have to double check. That's that's also possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I am happy that it's not that because the way it yeah. is now seems much nicer to me. It's pretty good the way it is now. Also, I like wouldn't have been possible to put it in a trilogy, I guess. Podcast would be a lot shorter. I don't know. Ending on Winds of Winter seems so dreary. Yeah. So tragic. Yeah. I'm happy there's gonna be a happier one. <laughs> I'm sure the dream of uh, a dream of spring is just gonna be pure happiness. <laughs> Winds of Winter is a very funny name for a book. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of... I don't know. It's like a children's book title. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're going to learn about how winter is cold. Yeah. Teach yeah. your children about I the guess seasons. <laughs> a Dance with Dragons is also very much a children's book title. Oh, that would be so cute if the dragons were like little right? If they were like literally dancing. Yeah. They were dancing? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm so disappointed that's not what we got. <laughs> I know, that book is not cute at all. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, there's some cute parts. Um, we have decided that there's no news this week uh, because Emmanuel hasn't slept enough. So for a change, yeah. George posted another thing about wild cards. Oh, another thing about well, we talked all about wild cards. We, we already, know about so. wild cards. We know point. about it, and we're big fans. We are big fans. But this yeah. is not a wild cards podcast. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> oh, he posted that thing about the new art for the like collector editions. Yeah, and nice. the, like a new vote for which chapter he should release from the audio book. I think the worst one again. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how we're the only people in this entire fan community that has taste. I know right? we're the only one with the right opinion, and George sees mm-hmm. the ones with the right opinion, and he he smiles and he yeah. knows, and mm-hmm. we will be the ones to get the book before everyone else. <laughs> He's one of our consistent 17 downloaders. He says, you are the only ones who truly understand my work. I don't believe that George knows what podcasts are or downloads them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe on like an original iPod. The thing is, I don't think a word star can fit like three hours of one podcast on it. Nah, he's got a Zoom, you know. He gets them on like like 70 floppy disks. (laughs) has to change every three minutes yeah anyway hey george if you're listening or if your publisher is listening get them to like email the pdfs of the book to uh what's our email address yeah, I, don't, I don't need a bound copy yet i'm not that picky asowebcast at gmail.com yeah we would it would be very appreciated we wouldn't tell anyone yeah i would tell everyone <laughs> have to. i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut if moon meteors are real <laughs> I was going to say, if, if Tyrion is a time traveler, then I'd have to you tell everyone. Just, like, you could just go on all those blogs and like be posting like these crazy theories that <laughs> yeah, are exactly. confirmed, but no one will know. And you'll look like a genius. We, we could be in the Express. Whoever's on the forums writing all the Tyrion time traveler posts is actually just George telling us what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and he's time traveling too. Giving us those He's hints. testing the waters for where he can go. <laughs> Damn. This is gonna—it's gonna be so funny when that gets confirmed in the book. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be laughing. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, let's talk about chapters. Yeah, okay. So our first chapter is Caitlin's chapter. She and like uh, Rob and his uh, all his commanders and and yeah, the the leaders of the other northern houses are arriving in River Run. Caitlin thinks like, uh, wow, what uh, what the literary parallel that. Uh, I'm like entering River Run the same way I I left with like Baby Rob 16 years ago or something like that. Um, 
she also remarks that when they when they uh, go under the the portcullis, yeah, it it looks rusty, and oh, I wonder if it uh, if it can withstand like uh, being attacked, and uh, how she has more and more thoughts these days about just uh, yeah military strategy and and stuff like that. So she's military brain poisoned at this point. She's also very sad about uh, Ned all the time, uh, which is understandable. When they arrive uh, inside, uh, Edmure is uh, is awaiting them. Also, Titus Blackwood is there with a very cool armor. It's it's pointed <laughs> out. It's like yellow with like black inlays, and he has a cloak of uh, real what's it? Raven's feathers. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I remembered anything from that Wiz Khalifa song. It was like black and yellow, so that I could make a joke. <laughs> that about was that it, was playing in the background. Yeah, like his, yeah. his squire has a boombox with him to to play that wherever he goes. We have a quick uh, gravened uh, funny moment when he jumps out of the boat and uh, uh, one of the like stewards there to to pull the boat in uh, falls into the water and everyone's laughing. It's really funny. Puppy. Puppy, yeah. Bad puppy mm. in this case. It's not his fault. He's just being yeah. puppy. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, excited. he doesn't know his strength yet, yeah. That's so relatable. <laughs> uh, then we great, get the great Theon moment of him uh, <laughs> lifting caitlin by her waist out of the boat gentleman theon she cannot get her footsies wet i will not allow it it says he vaulted over the side of the boat and i'm like yeah. imagining him using like a vaulting pole like you know <laughs> he's doing parkour out of the boat yeah. Yeah, like, this is the first time i've been in a boat in 15 years i have to prove that i'm boat master yeah. <laughs> that's his he's moment he's just like one yeah. of those teens who has to be as cool as possible i want to i wanted to make a joke about theon Wanting to get Catelyn's feet wet in another way, but uh, I don't want to. Let's move on. Mm. Well, you kind of already have now. It <laughs> went there. <laughs> Ignore it. You can cut it out. <laughs> no. I, I don't think you're allowed to. I don't know which one of us will edit it, but if I do it, I won't cut it out. <laughs> okay, any more thoughts on Theon uh, <laughs> best, best milk flower moments? No, good. It's, <laughs> okay. it's just a nice moment. You cut everything out, out of your system. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Edmure greets them and says, uh, yeah, they, they immediately talk about Ned and how sorry he is for Caitlin. And uh, he swears uh, vengeance on, on her behalf. And she immediately says, well, that will not bring him back to him. And uh, kind of starts off this, uh, yeah, uh, What's going through the the whole chapter of uh, is is revenge really worth it or uh, should we seek peace or just like try to to uh, to avoid as as much uh, further damage? Uh, so she's she's kind of starting to to fight again against uh, against vengeance uh, at this point. Um, they start talking about the father uh, and she learns that he is actually. Uh, very ill and uh, the maester says he's yeah basically on his deathbed and uh, that uh, he was keeping his his weakness or his illness uh, secret to not uh, not motivate the, the lannisters from attacking when they sense any weakness in him so and it worked the lannisters have not attacked yeah yeah it worked so <laughs> good 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 it thinking on on his part yeah uh yeah so she goes to his Soda, his his bedroom basically. He is very very thin and frail and looks much much older than uh, she remembers him. 
he's obviously in pain and he talks about uh, the crabs in his belly are like uh, pinching and biting all the time so i wonder what that means i wonder what i underlined that and circled the word crabs yeah it's um i think it's meant to be stomach cancer because the crabs is like cancer yeah that's hint. yeah probably also oh, what, uh, what that makes i sense. thought yeah. yeah yeah but like i wonder if there's there's that's also like some symbolism because maybe crabs have eight legs right <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they are spiders, yeah. no? They have six and two pincers. They got six legs and two yeah. pincers. That's eight. It works. That's basically a spider. Wait, wait is yeah. eight? eight? <laughs> I thought we said eight wasn't anything. Or wait, it was. It's kind of something. I, I don't really know what it is, but... Okay. We'll just write down the number eight and then put yeah. the word crab next to it. I think the crab is definitely something. Like, small animals are also always something, because spiders are something. I think the crab being cancer makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I think that that sounds like the right answer. Yeah, yeah that's, like, probably what it is. I thought he had, like, diverticulitis or something, but this makes more sense. And especially since, yeah, it seems to be, a, like, an illness that, like, slowly weakens him, so... Mm-hmm. maybe not an, an inflammation or something like uh... yeah i think the name for cancer does come from the fact that it's meant to like it was supposed to feel like crabs in like ancient greek i think or something so it makes sense all right i agree with you i think that you nailed it <laughs> all right uh yeah they also uh recall like the the battle and the siege from his standpoint and how he he watched from his tower when when like their armies came down to to break the siege yeah then uh then hostetali asks uh, about the blackfish so basically ask is he still gay yeah he's he's still gay <laughs> <laughs> he's really like talking a lot about that yeah he really wanted like him to be married little brother won't get married i know he really yeah. wanted him to get married yeah He's married to his job. It's kind of funny. It's that sort of... Um, maybe that's why Kat is like she is. Kat's like, Dad, you know he's not going to get married. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to I was gonna say it's like... It's like how they don't talk about gay, but like they know and Kat is probably more understanding of it. And she's like, he, he, you know, you know he's gay, but he doesn't know. Yeah, he like doesn't. They just... They just think that Hoster understands these things, but he doesn't. Yeah, he he has no idea. They got him a, a nice little girl to marry. Why would <laughs> he do it? How 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 mean to me? He doesn't respect me. Yeah. I gave him I gave him all these choices and he didn't take any of them. One of the one of them was like Lord like Warder Frey offered like one of his daughters, which interesting. Interesting. I did want to say that uh, I know romanticizing war is bad, but. Whenever he's, like, talking about how he was, like, really proud of Rob and he was, like, so amped to see all the fighting and hear people <laughs> screaming <laughs> from the yeah. fight. <laughs> but, it, I mean, like, I don't know. I was I uh, got a little emotional about that. That's, like, pretty, I don't know. It yeah. was... I mean, he was he was fearing to be attacked probably the whole, yeah, whole time. Yeah, I was, like, so reading must, it as, it, like, vindicated yeah. that the siege had been stopped. Yeah, just a relief, yeah, when... Yeah. Um, the siege has been lifted, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, and did Rob do it? He had my eyes. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he mentions that a few times, and he seems to be losing a little bit of his... He's not that, that clear anymore, and he goes into this, recounting the same thing over and over about, about Rob's eyes, and then, yeah, he, he's, he's falling asleep. He's a sleepy boy, and he's Caitlin like leaves him alone. He's decently with it, I would say. Yeah. 
He knows, like, he has, like, new memories, which is always a good mm. sign in, like, dementia patients. Like, he remembers mm. that Lord Aaron is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, like, fairly recent. Yeah, he's, he's also taking, like, pain medication. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, on he's that on milk, of the, milk of the puppy. He's turned. So he's, he's very tired. Yeah, they talk about uh, Liza briefly. He asks if, if she also came when, when he hears that... Uh, uh, that the blackfish uh, came back and unfortunately Caitlin has to tell him no. She's back at the area because she feels safe only there. I wonder why Liza doesn't want to see her father. Yeah, yeah interesting. Could, could have other reasons too. Yeah, I do want to qualify me saying that I liked moments with Foster. Uh, I don't know, I guess some of this is spoilers though. This is spoilers, so at this point he seems fine. Yeah. I guess there's probably like, I, I think there's already like hints here that Hosta isn't a great guy. Yeah. Or a great I mean, father. I'm enjoying him as a rude person. Like, it's mm. funny that he yeah. wants his gay brother to get married. Yeah. I mean, he's, he seems to have this idea that he is the head of the house and all the other family members, like, have to do his bidding within, like, reason or do their, their lordly jobs of, like, uh, marrying for alliances and so on. And if they don't do it, it's like a personal slight against him. It's very interesting that he is very into this whole getting married to secure alliances and to have these, like, nice families, which does sort of show why Catelyn sometimes the way she is about people and, like, their marriability Mm. and stuff. Oh, yeah, because Catelyn talks about... Does she do it in this chapter, how she talks about um, her dad? Like, she was, like, kind of raised as the lord of the house almost before Edmure was born. Like, she was yeah. almost the heir, and then she had to be the lady of the house once her mom died. And she just mm. did all that kind of stuff. So she's... It, it feels to me like she's a lot more... In the way that Tyrion is Tywin's main son, I feel like Catelyn is Hoster's main child. Yeah. I think she's just sort of inherited yeah. this almost, like, capitulation to normal societal rules that's very similar to Hoster. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like... She's the most... Uh, well put together out of her, Liza and Edmure. Yeah. It's almost like like she's sort of suffered less from that. Yeah. And also Edmure seems to be overly eager to prove himself because of that. Yeah. Like he's, he's like the little brother and... Yeah, he's a lot younger than them, isn't he? Yeah. Is he like... The, he's the youngest, right? Like he's younger yeah, even he than... Than Liza, yeah. He's their, their I was baby, gonna say yeah. his baby, but he's probably still like very old, like twenty five or something. <laughs> oh, that's so twenty two ancient. Ooh. He he has yeah. a full beard. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he must be fairly old to not be married, right? Or like fairly young. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. To be like the heir of a house and not married yet. Mm. Mm, problematic. <laughs> it is kind of weird that he's not married. Especially with Hoster, like, pretty much pushing his children to get married, it seems. Maybe there was no need to form any alliances at, like, the last few years. I mean, he's scared of the Lannisters. If you're scared of the Lannisters, you want to be making as many alliances as you can. Yeah, I guess before that, I mean, cats with Ned and Arryns are on their side, so it's pretty pretty secure um, until all this went yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, marrying off Caitlyn and Lysa was a rebellion pact, basically, right? Yeah. Maybe he learned from, from uh, Brinton to not push like that. No. I don't, I'm not sure he did. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> or he doesn't want to, to have the same conflict again, but drive Edmure away. I don't think Hoster has learned anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so uh, 
Hoster falls asleep and and uh, Caitlin goes back uh, searching for Rob. She quickly comes across Theon, who is he's bragging about how awesome the the battle uh, where they captured Jamie Lannister was. Typical typical Theon scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's bragging about how good he is at lifting Caitlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many milf reps he can do. <laughs> <laughs> he can lift the milf in every arm. <laughs> so uh, Rob and his lords have uh, gone to the godswood, which I was surprised that River Run House has a godswood. Yeah, all the great houses are supposed to have one. Yeah, like King's Landing has a shitty one. Isn't it like the se- the south ones tend to have like representations rather than real weirwoods, though, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, this one did have a real, a real one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so they yeah they have a, a proper godswood like uh, weirwood and all. Caitlin has this great thought of, oh, these are the ones that keep to the old gods. Yeah, no shit. Like, why yeah. Why was this remark in there? <laughs> I think that's just for the reader. <laughs> yeah, that was like... Yeah, if you're reading great. for the first time, you might not remember <laughs> about Godswood. Well, I liked the line that came after that about how she's like, well, I don't even know if I believe in any gods anymore. Yeah, she has like... Quick, oh, hey, quick. yeah. She went on Reddit. <laughs> it's kind of like Sam, though, right? Like... Yeah. The, my father's gods never helped me. Maybe these ones will. Yeah. Although, like, I don't know. Is that the old gods, I think, have a little less of, like, uh, the concept of actually interfering with, like, fates and the weird world as much as, like, the, the seven do where you... Yeah, I don't really know. It does seem like I they're less helpful, but you do pray to yeah. them, so I don't know. They are more, like, elemental. I mean, they are generally more abstract. There's less, like, teachings with them, and it's more about just talking to whoever will listen, in a way. So, uh, yeah, she basically uh, leaves them alone to pray and has a few memories as she goes through the the godshood and, like, the surrounding areas about how she learned uh, to write there and uh, especially about uh, uh, Lysa and uh, Littlefinger and how they... uh, practiced kissing together and, yeah uh, so this kind of sucks yeah. yeah yeah like on on you do hate to hear it i'm gonna say levels, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah i i started reading these yeah. chapters on like tuesday or wednesday or something and i reached <laughs> that part i like put my phone down and didn't touch it until like the next day <laughs> yeah i i listened yeah, to this liza tully liza yeah. tully being like he put his tongue in my mouth and i liked it was just playing on repeat in my head for at least the rest of the day yeah, yeah. And she liked it. Yeah. She liked it. I'm confused by the timeline of that. Because it <laughs> yeah. said that, what, Caitlin was, like, what, 12 or something? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. older than Sansa. Lysa younger yeah. than Arya. And Peter younger than Arya? So he's, like, yeah, seven and fuck? flipping them tongue? He's like, like, what's going brand, on here? Yeah. Yeah, that's not, not, that's not that great from Cat's side, I'd say. I don't want to think about these children. It's not just great like, yeah. from Arya's side. Like, why did Lysa like it? Well, they're just kids, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And why does, like, an eight-year-old or seven-year-old yeah. child want to shove down his tongue? Mm. Yeah. I didn't like that very like, much. who told him that that's something to, yeah. to do? I didn't know about yeah, maybe, it. Like maybe age. some older boys, like, told Probably, him. Probably um, yeah. Brandon or something. Yes. <laughs> Yuck. Certainly not Blackfish. Yeah. It's, it's a yuckaroo from me. Yucky. It's like watching Stranger Things when they keep making me watch children kiss and I'm like, please stop. Yeah. As I was going to mention, like, I listened to this on the audiobook and it was very, uh, you know, because it's a horrible scene. But every time he said Pattaya, 
Nick still got yeah, the chunky yeah. out of <laughs> how horrible the content was. I don't know how you do it, but I, I already went on It's fine. Time. I listen to... Because here's the thing. Like, there's not much you can do these days. As uh, like the only reason for me to, or like the only way I can go outside if I go like there's like a forest uh, behind the village I live in, like the German uh, countryside, so I can go on walks. So I was just listening to the, I, I don't know, went for a walk for like an hour and I could listen to both chapters on the audio book, yeah. so that's nice. <laughs> uh, but then I still read the chapters afterwards mm. so I can underline things. But it's like it's like a, an easier way for me to like reread the chapters or to like actually find the uh, relevant parts, I guess. This is like an idyllic vision for me to just be walking through a forest listening to a Game of Thrones book. Right? <laughs> Except good. that it's that guy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about children kissing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ideal is broken. Not not a great scene to read, but uh, I guess a good scene to like show their weird relationship yeah. and why there is this kind of fucked up dynamic between the three of them. Yeah, it also makes uh, Caitlin think about if uh, if Rob has ever had a girlfriend and kissed a girl, and <laughs> yeah, surely he must have because like ev- everyone in Rob with little finger. I don't like that. Yeah, well, it's just thinks about kissing. I guess. I guess. So, yeah. And like even girls as old as eighteen have like made made uh, kissy and fucky eyes at drop. So <laughs> he, must, he must he must have have kissed a girl. She really she really hopes. Yeah, so. she specifically mentions Jane Poole at this place. Yeah, yeah. Jane Poole, yeah. famous eleven year old. Yeah, which isn't again. Great. Yeah, you know we don't like to read it. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. <laughs> so after all this, the the Northern Lords have. Uh, also finished praying and are uh, holding a war council. Basically, get a rundown of all the lords that uh, that are participating. Uh, Want to point out uh, Lord Karstark, who just looks like shit and <laughs> like uh, what's what's the phrase? He took like his seat like a man in a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. His long beard it's uncombed really and unwashed. And unwashed. <laughs> Uncombed, unwashed, unbroken. What was the phrase? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The unbroken part isn't very accurate, but I know he's a little broken. Pretty, pretty broken. Yeah, I think he ne- he never looks better during the remainder of the series. If I oh yeah, he's just gonna look even correctly. more like shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they they start talking about like the future strategy and which uh, which loyalties they should hold, which alliances they should make. Uh, they learn that uh, that Renly has. Uh, has been crowned uh, king with like help of uh, uh, the Tyrells, uh, and, Robin and Storm's it... End, which is and Storm's you know, End. That's yeah. his. So I would hope that they yeah. would agree. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there is there is another one who could lay claim to yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Robin Midlitley <laughs> says, uh, uh, "Renly, not my king. Like he's, he just doesn't have the right." He's never even met Renly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a bit, bit of a bit of Stannis tankies here <laughs> for a minute. Huh? I wouldn't call them Stannis tankies so much as like divine right of kings tankies. Yeah, it's yeah. same thing. Which is <laughs> so. Yeah, he 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 makes it pretty clear that he will not join Randley, even if it maybe would make the most sense from like what the the current army strengths are. But uh, it just wouldn't be the the right 
thing. So like either either Joffrey is is the rightful king or it's Dennis. Those are basically the two options. Uh, then uh, the the one Frey that's in attendance uh, kind of suggests to do it their way if, of just staying out and look who is uh, coming out of the of the war in the south as the winner and then decide. Okay. The the one phrase says something and everyone is the fallout meme of no one like this. Which is <laughs> is funny because basically that's what ends up happening. <laughs> like they say, okay, yeah, fuck, fuck all this in the south. Yeah, but the, if a phrase suggests anything, it's just ah, this damn phrase like they are they are dishonorable. No way. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, especially in this in this situation, it's really not the worst option to be honest um like, preferably to there's a limit to how long I mean, they can just sit with an army yeah, at sure. river run uh sure and it also and also like it doesn't really make any sense to just let tywin do whatever he wants to do yeah and they already captured jamie so like they need to do a follow-up move right <laughs> yeah i mean they 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 discussed that uh and like okay they they all we are already in the middle of it like uh, our people have already died and the 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 riverlands are already burning and small folk has been slaughtered by the mountain and and like uh, Tywin's raiding party so can't just say okay let's let's have peace now and uh, don't do anything even even if they wanted to to make peace they are kind of too far in it as, at this point it point it seems they are though is the thing is the like tragedy of war or they yeah because we, we see spiral, this from, like, from yeah. both sides of the war. Like, in both councils, they're like, God, I wish we could call for peace, but it would make us look weak. Yeah. Like, neither yeah. side actually wants to be in this war, but they're they're stuck due to, I don't know, some hyper-masculine something. Yeah, it, it, it's society. It, it mirrors a lot of, like, the, the things in the in the last Tyrion chapter. Like, okay, like, we're, we're at this point, we're in this position, we, we can't get out of it cleanly like at, at some front we have to fight i'm gonna say it would be a very unsatisfying uh, fantasy book series <laughs> where they just decide to <laughs> yeah. stop the war like the first at the end of the first book and then mm. that's it i think it would be nice be pleasant everyone could chill <laughs> what would the other books would be about <laughs> just like yeah, politics nice. <laughs> the horrible politics that resulted from this incident mm. yeah but they, they both assume the other side is is absolutely not up for it or or like yeah. uh, would would well, demand too much, uh, which is probably true. Which is true. Tyrion, Tyrion's like, why would they do peace if they're winning? And also they've got Jamie. so what's the point? Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, I would like a peace, but I would like a peace to my conditions. So it's yeah. like not going to work yeah. for either side. Neither wants to come out as a loser. Yeah. And I want to I talk about that before we get to like the climax of the chapter, because yeah. the... The Starks at this point, like, you know, the situation, the paradigm has shifted where they started off with the goal of retrieving Ned, like, rescuing him, and basically saving him from any any punishments or consequences of, you know, any supposed treason, and also to rescue the Riverlands. So, like Kat says, they rescued the Riverlands, but now Ned has been killed, and, like, now they have no goal, but they need... Yeah. The only goal, basically, is to, like, maintain, you know, that, like, perceived power you guys are just talking about. And also, like... They, they need to get some 
compensation out of it otherwise yeah yeah look extremely extremely weak exactly they like and they don't really know how to do that yet like rob has a plan of just killing joffrey and (laughs) that would be a start cool plan yeah it's a good plan i like it could be a good plan i think I think it's it's a good plan. Let's just murder this child. <laughs> what if, what if more child then death? Tommen I think is that's king. That, that's what Ned would have Ned wanted. Are still in power. Yeah. <laughs> Ned famously loved child Ned death. Ned loves killing children. Yeah. Maybe they can just exile Ned's him famous or catchphrase: "Kill the children." <laughs> kill the boy. <laughs> kill the, kill boy. the younglings. <laughs> But, you know, as we're about to see, this, like, new thing that the Great John proposes basically gives them all, like, something that they could be satisfied with. Like, an end, like a win condition to this war. Yeah, so they basically do, do some soul-searching and find out, okay, we don't have any, like, any sympathy for any of the, the claimants to the throne down there, like uh, Renly, Stannis, Joffrey, those are all options that are not preferable or, or, or good for us, so... Let's just declare independence, and uh, the the Great John proposes it, and uh, everyone pretty much uh, chimes in without hesitation, and they crown, they they chant uh, "King in the North" towards uh, towards Rob, "King in the North," Asterisk, uh, and also the Riverlands, I guess, which are kind of left out, but uh, they they it's seem fine. to be in it too. Yeah, are they? They are. Uh, oh, the, okay. I mean, that's pretty much the only option they have i guess <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh yeah like the great john he makes like a kind of nationalist or or you know very like northern culture centric argument for doing this and doesn't really like some of the things are pretty much mutually exclusive for a lot of the river lords like they yeah. they don't go hold to the old gods and stuff like that so like and they haven't seen the wall probably but yeah, they just kind of nobody really brings it up because they just like yeah. they just go into it because it's like, well, you know, this is what we're doing now. I mean, it's a it's a really shitty situation because one of the strengths of the North is like having the neck as this choke point you can yeah. defend really good, and the, yeah, suddenly like they have land like, south of it. Where would the cutoff of the Starklands be? Yeah, yeah, the Riverlands are pretty hard to defend. Yeah, they probably don't have to worry about the Vale, which is at least sympathetic to them if not maybe inclined to join them or just or just stay so out it of it fi- five kingdoms hmm. five kingdoms oh yeah i get it like like the funny show Four and the half kingdoms yeah so rob has is king now and has has expanded the north so just great success all around cool wow cool <laughs> king in the north war is bad they basically <laughs> already won it's pretty interesting like like, the Great John declares him king in the north, and everyone agrees. And Catelyn, like, watches him do this. And we never get, like, any indication of what Rob thinks about this at all. Yeah, he's kind of pushed into the position and can't... I mean, he, he can't like, turn it down. not even, like, Catelyn, like, seeing an expression on his face or anything. It's just, like, Rob is nothing in this scenario. They just need a figurehead. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's now the body politic, basically. We'll, we'll get some... He, we will we'll later, get, but in this yeah, yeah. initial point, it's crazy that he says nothing about it. I mean, he just says he doesn't like to... doesn't want to be either behind Renly or behind Stannis. Yeah. But, I mean, he just, like, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, yeah. like, say, like, oh, thanks or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't debate it or anything. Like, usually when someone kneels and gives you their sword, you, like, do something <laughs> debate back to them it. On like, the you're like, oh, marketplace of ideas, I graciously yeah. accept your sword or whatever. Like, he was doing when he was... 
I mean, the, the chapter just ends before we could get his, his mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like the way that that's framed, I think, is important that Rob basically doesn't have any say in this. No, he doesn't. If he refuses this, he, he's fucked. Like, <laughs> who's going to respect him, like, whenever they offered him all this this power or whatever? Yeah, but it's not even like, it's not like the only choice is he refuses it or he loves it. Well, they are, but he doesn't show either of those, I just think is the important thing. Oh, okay. I'd say it's very King Arthur, like classic King Arthur stuff where he's been made king and he doesn't have that much of a choice, but everyone's bowing to him and he's just a small yeah. child. Um, but they've crowned him and that's his, yeah, it's mm. his only way out. It's probably like Legitan inspiration for this. That feel when you accidentally pull a sword out of a rock. Hit when that happens. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you're just trying to find a sword for your for your brother, and you find one and it's in a rock, and you're like, well, I'll take this one. And you take it, and then everyone starts worshipping you and saying you're king. Happens to the best of us. You just wanted uh-huh. free sword, yeah. dude. Yeah, he just wanted a sword. My face when I just wanted a sword. <laughs> <laughs> but strategically, like, what? Does this mean? I mean, we have all read the following book, so we kind of know what happens, but just with the knowledge we have read now, like, what would this mean strategically? Like, they, they try to somehow get uh, Sansa and, and Arya back, probably, but then they just go north and defend the southern border of the Riverlands against possible attackers. Yeah, independent north seems so bad. Like, how can they yeah. get enough food? Like, what were they doing before? Um, I don't think they're in any way dependent on on f- trade for food. They have farmlands, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they don't get peaches, but that's it. Yeah, they have no fruit. Yeah. The north is like very thinly populated for like the, the size it has. I guess the, the farmlands yeah. they have should be enough. They don't have a lot of fresh vegetables, but they have other stuff that they can eat. Yeah. They can fish, like they have a oh, lot of Yeah, animals. they can fish, yeah. they it's can like hunt. It's like meat and roots, basically, I think. Yeah, what else does a man need in the north? Hard treats for hard people. Did we talk about that part where the great John and the Rickard Karstark has like have like an epic bonding moment about how <laughs> women don't understand vengeance? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we like kind of skipped have, over cats. They are the, gen- the yeah. gentle sex. Yeah, like what she did with with uh, Edmure in the beginning. She does on kind of the the bigger stage again and. Uh, like she calls for peace and like yeah the the people we've lost so far like we can't no amount of fighting or vengeance will bring them back and i think she she talks especially to to rob like don't you want to go back and like marry and have sons of your own yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't you want to kiss all those 18 year old girls back in winterfell i don't know who said it in discord but she like basically rolls a net one on a persuasion roll here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she like I feel like it's not even a one, it's like a twelve and the check was fourteen mm. or something. Yeah. She's like, oh it was so close. Yeah, it's so close. I, mean, yeah, I, I feel, almost had him. I feel like the check is like thirty. Like like Brendan says, there's no There is no argument to be made. Yeah, there is no win state for Kat here. He says, like, you know, it's no good, like, if we make a piece now that's on shaky ground where we haven't, don't have an established position with no concessions or no paradigm change, like, we're just going to be going back to war. If we put it back to normal, you know, <laughs> that's how we got in this mess. He's Bernie or busting right now. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Yeah. Brendan Blackfish, number one right man yeah. all the time. <laughs> Brendan or bust. 
Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not their their choice alone how the war goes. There's other parties involved, and they won't just be left alone if they say, "Oh, we are we are at peace now." Yes, yeah. that's, that's not how it works. Yeah, and Taiwan has like been having his war in the nastiest way possible, so it's mm. like really dissuading from wanting a peace. Yeah, he's waging like total war. You don't want to make peace with Taiwan, probably. Yeah, Taiwan kind of nasty with it. <laughs> Kind of fucking sucks, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. Kind of, he kind of fucked up immediately in in like uh, keeping the options of of peace negotiations open by just doing a lot of war crimes immediately. Yeah, yeah. We love it. Maybe not the best strategic decision. Yeah, I think he's just like not conceiving of a world where he could be the mm. one who needs to bargain for peace. So he's not yeah. doing anything that would help him do that. Yeah, he's like, just burn everything. But you're forgetting that Tywin is an epic strategic master. I forgot. Yeah, he totally doesn't overreact at all and go, yeah. like, do the, like, most violent thing and most horrible thing for no reason. Are there book fans who are, like, who, who are Tywin apologists? Oh, yeah. I think that they're slowly... I've seen less and less of it, but it still exists, yeah. That's fucked up. All the yeah. people who are like, oh, I love the strategy. Taiwan has a magic eight ball that he shakes, and all it has is triangles that say commit atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the on the surface, it often looks like, oh, he's just like, he's doing the, the dishonorable but effective thing. Which is not true. Yeah, if you look closely, no, he's just basically putting he's himself more and more into a, yeah. a corner where he, where he can't get out because he's losing all... Yeah. Or the loyalties or option of making peace. Yeah. I guess the problem is that we see him from Tyrion's POV. So he's just gonna be this, mm. like, scary figure of authority that can't be overridden. Because mm. you know, Tyrion is scared less of him. Or, like, has trauma because of him. So it's gonna seem like, you know, he's, he's, he's cruel, but he's right. Because that's how Tyrion perceives him. I mean, he was he was yeah, totally cruel and merciless once, and they made a song about it. So it must be the <laughs> yeah. right thing always. Yeah, and it's a sick song, so it must be great. Yeah, people who like Tywin are getting Tyrion's trick for sure. Again, Tywin only has one trick in the classic Lannister style, where he has one thing that yeah. he does. Yeah, some someone just has to make a song about peace, and then everything. <laughs> How did nobody think of that? Yeah. Yeah, why hasn't uh, John Lennon put out his Imagine song in Westeros? Well, there's that thing in uh, in um, Fire and Blood where the wife of Aegon the Conqueror, the younger one whose name I can't remember because all the names are the same, she has this patronage of all the... Um, yeah, Rhaenys. She, um, <laughs> uh, she, she pays all the minstrels and all the bards to sing songs um, because she's like their patron and so they all sing nice songs about her and Aegon and that's what makes him like a legend is because they all sing so many songs about him so just do that that makes it really I think makes it's you easier think. to write a song about a cool guy who rides a dragon though oh yeah definitely <laughs> the, the problem is this westeros is too much into power metal you could make a metal song about peace someone successfully wrote a song about robert being killed by a boar so you just work with the material <laughs> you have it's yeah song. it's pretty that's pretty epic yeah so the the king count in westeros is at three King Watch. It's probably they're probably not gonna be more right. No. The thing about declaring yourself king is normally it ends with you either becoming king or dying. Yeah, it's a it's a high risk high reward. Yeah. 
people aren't normally chill with there being like multiple kings. People get upset. I mean, Rob is I only the king in the king north. King in the north so. is the best play because you're like, I'm not trying to be king of everyone. Yeah. I just want to be king of yeah. my guys, and they already like me. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of keeps the option for alliance open and yeah like if friendly was like i'm i'm king of the stormlands people would be like eh, i guess you kind of are yeah maybe, maybe make a dawnish like deal maybe after the war something like that yeah that's on the table i guess king in the north works as well because they're culturally so different so they could say that they're a different country yeah yeah as we've seen with uh with robert like the the king doesn't like to get go north anyway and they kind of <laughs> ignore what's going up there as long as it's it's peaceful and like the the stocks yeah. are doing their job i guess it works if it's a king like robert who just doesn't give a shit well i forget i forget but i feel like like the last king before robert to go up to winterfell was like fucking i think it was egg Harris or something oh eggs you think egg went i think he went along with uh blood raven and and you know, Duncan, uh, whenever they were taking Bloodraven to oh. the wall. That classic old man stuff, yeah. I didn't know he went there to drop him off. I'm pretty sure he did. Like, Warren Crean went all the way uh, up to the wall and they immediately, immediately built her a tower on the way, so mm-hmm. I guess that. Well, they didn't build her a tower, they they uh, painted they a tower. We made this tower for you, milady. <laughs> She actually built them a castle because she gave them funds to build a new, to replace one of the castles on the wall. Good trade, yeah. Anyway, should we move on to Danny? Yeah. Sure. This, this is, is a, nothing happens this in this is, chapter. This is a very normal one. And this is a really <laughs> short chapter, like it's seven pages. Yeah, it's decently short. Um, yeah, it starts It starts immediately with the line, the land was red and dead and parched and good wood was hard to come by. So, you know, Damn, it's going to be Damn, don't it be good. like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, they're connecting wo- correct, collecting wood because they need to burn Kajrogo's body. It's the tradition. You gotta. He, I think they, they say it later that they need to burn so they get into Dothraki heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they ride on the, f- on the flame horse or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty epic. Which is, yeah. yeah right. They ride the smoke up to the stars. That's weird. It's physics. But first, it's George's favorite thing. They're killing another horse. <laughs> They're not even going to eat this one. Can no two way. chapters go by without him killing a horse? I <laughs> don't know what Seriously. his problem is. <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for dead horses. Yeah, I guess. Well, there, yeah, there's definitely some metaphors. He was bitten. <laughs> he was bitten by a horse as a child or something like that. He has a grudge. That's valid. Um... Yeah, and like Miriam Mazdur is watching and she's like, it is not enough to kill a horse. You're not even doing blood magic, right? <laughs> Fucking cringe blood magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my fail, Khaleesi. Do you even know blood magic? Name 10 spells. <laughs> <laughs> For one dollar, name a spell. <laughs> and then, then he has a talk with Jorah and Jorah is posting a little cringe here. Yeah, I was going to say, sp- speaking of posting cringe. Yeah, Danny gets his ass, yeah. though. We love it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, Jorah talks about how Khaleesi, we should just fuck off to Ashai. <laughs> you can just bear that. first people love to live. He's so horny for Ashai. <laughs> he loves it. It is pretty fun to say Ashai by the shadow. Yeah. Ashai by the shadow. It's like Sean Connery. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. trying to think of. <laughs> Gives you a, f- a free Sean Connery accent. 
Yeah. Shy brother, shadow. It's true. If I was a shy brother, shadow. <laughs> Roy put it, pronounced it as Eshe at this point. I noted that. Ooh, we we don't. Like I was I always thought it was Ashai. He went back to Ashai after that, so it was just probably just a momentary slip up, but it was I, it Ashai. stood out to me. Yeah, I say Ashai. Maybe in my he head. just gave Jorad uh, a cringe voice who says it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well, I Jorad just pronounces in. everything wrong, and everyone hates him. <laughs> He does. He That's does. given to me. <laughs> yeah, because Jorah wants Danny to convince that she shouldn't like burn herself together with Drogo, and Danny is smirking. Yeah, and she's like, "That's not what I want to do." You don't even know my trick, Danny's trick. I was just wondering at that at that point that it's kind of funny that uh, he suggests to go to a shy because I mean they know that's where Miriam stood and all her blood magic shit that they know. They have seen what it does. Like, do you really want to yeah, go Yeah, we there? need to get good I mean, at blood magic first. It's pretty metal, but I don't want to go to a place where, like, this blood magic is performed. Yeah. I mean, like an anime training arc in a shy before you do it. Yeah. That would be so fun. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe George didn't water us. Danny can still learn blood magic. Here's how Danny can still learn blood magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she will. Uh, and then they, like... Okay, I underlined this part. They lay out the mm-hmm. the the wood, and it says they laid them north to south, from ice to fire. What's up with that? Woohoo! Does this mean anything? Yeah. Why does Danny know the name of the series? Yeah. It's hard to tell here what is by Danny's instruction and what is Dothraki custom. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because we don't know, we don't know what what Dothraki custom is, right? And we never will. George says that's not important. <laughs> George, please, that's what I want to be watered on. Give me more Dothraki stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, maybe, maybe in wins, I don't know. Is that a spoiler? The Dothraki are not extinct yet. Spoiler. <laughs> they didn't run into the, the... weren't sent by Melisandre into the Long Night, or what was that in the show? <laughs> they they yeah. did not go quietly into that Long Night. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, then she, like, gets these Dothraki guys, uh, Jogo and Ego and Rakaro and she's naming them all Ko, and they all have, like, confused faces, and they say, uh, <laughs> Khaleesi, but your emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Khaleesi, but your females. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> woman can't Ooh. be... Woman can't name blood riders. That's, that's not how it's done. I cannot respect a woman. Yeah, he's like, everyone would cringe at me if I was blood rider. She's just smiling and ignoring them. It's so good. <laughs> just giving it to them anyway and being like, well, you are my blood riders, so I guess get over it. Yeah. No, she like she like still hasn't done her trick, so she's like, okay, <laughs> you, you'll see. Uh, just, just wait and see. But she also starts, starts thinking this line, if I look back, I am lost, which is then going to be repeated throughout all the chapter. And it's like one of those George writing tricks that he does every once in a while. Where a character has like one mantra they repeat all the time, and I've seen I've seen like one writer complain about this, and I don't get it because I think it's very cool and very effective. It is as long as it's nothing to do with onions, then it's good. Yeah. If I if I look back, I'm lost. Is very like Orpheus in the underworld sort of, except taken literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, don't look behind you, basically. But it's it's also kind of ironic because she looks back so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I mean, you you could take this as okay, like what what's in the past is in the past. You can change it. Just like look forward and and like make 
the best of like what's in the future and but she reflects so often on the past and the whole point of her arc is returning to westeros which is kind of looking back in a way yeah. yeah and she's also like you know returning to the power of the dragon lords kind of thing yeah exactly yeah and how often she she remembers viserys and thinks back on 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 rhaegar and like yeah She's she's going forward to the past. She's not looking back. Yeah. <laughs> she has to go back to the future. And she's all about her Targaryen legacy. Mm-hmm. So like after she names all these blood riders that don't accept, uh, she calls for Jorah and says, "You shall be the first of my queen's guard." And Jorah is like, "Huh? Now I can be a male feminist." She gives him a kissy, which I didn't like. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, J- Jorah like really takes this moment to. To like virtue signal, I guess. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> classic Jorah. Classic Jorah moment. It is really like I if I like say I will follow a queen forever, they won't notice that I'm generally being shitty to women all the time, and also that I'm actually creeping at her. It's a slight spoiler, I guess, but I think it's already like noticeable at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next thing is a pretty. A gross description of how she takes a bath. I didn't like that. Yeah, takes a very horny bath. I thought the timeline of this was crazy. What if you had a bunch of people who were like they were just standing outside? Circle up for my speech, and then you give like a two-minute speech, and then you go and take a shower for an hour, and they're all just standing out there waiting for the rest of the show. That's a power move. (laughs) Yeah, why haven't the blood (laughs) riders just left? Done. Yeah, what if they just left? They're just standing there holding yeah, the weapons I, she gave them. I guess they have to wait to like take her to Dash Queen as their, yeah. their yeah. main mission I guess right now. Maybe they need to see Kadro go burn. Yeah. Like as their last duty to him or whatever. Again, we don't really get how the Thraki custom actually works, so Yeah, these guys are not they're not Khal Drogo's blood riders. They're just like Danny's buddies. Mm. I don't really know what happened mm. to Khal Drogo's blood riders. They left oh Wait. They 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 uh, formed their own cutters, I think. Yeah, but I thought that wasn't allowed. Yeah, but now he's dead, so shouldn't they kill yeah. themselves? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were these people were these mm. people like not from? Did they have not a connection to Khal Drogo somehow? Like they weren't his well, blood. Well, the ones that are left but... over are like the old sick ones. Okay. But these three guys are like Danny's posse, who are supposed to take her back. But also calls Drogo's blood riders are supposed to take her back. Like, I understand that they were, like, uh, Khal Drogo is, like, dead but not dead, so we don't have to kill ourselves. But now he is dead, so I feel like they do. <laughs> yeah. I guess technically he's, he's he stopped being Khal before he died because, like, he fell off his horse and, like, all the blood yeah. magic shit. So they just said, how okay, do they not, normally die? not my Khal anymore. And... I don't know. I feel like that doesn't undo your, your, blood, your blood spell, your blood promise. That actually makes sense to me. That's actually, like, the first explanation for this that made sense to me. Because, you know, the whole, like, social contract between a king and his people is that, oh, you know, we're going to fight for you, but you have to be, like, strong, and you have to reward us, and you also have to be, like, worthy of being followed. And if he's not worthy of being followed anymore because he fell off his horse, then they're like, all right, contract annulled. And uh, Cal, blood rider status ended with Drogo, now Cal... Fogo is my best friend or whatever the fuck and they just left. Yeah, I was gonna say related to that, that all these Dothraki NPCs are so interchangeable to me because 
They get no character traits. No, they don't. They're just like Dothraki. Oh, Dan- Danny's buddies kind of do. In in my like head, kind of the Blood Rider thing is more of uh, they're basically his king's guard, and if he should die, he would like most likely die in battle, and they were too weak to protect him or to to help him win the battle, and so like uh, out of yeah, having failed him, they would uh, need to give their life to and and follow him into death, like something like that. And if it's just yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, just like gets gets sick and weak and uh, is not a strong warrior anymore. Like then he's no call and they're they're basically freed from it. So yeah, at the very least, all the all the like blood magic weirdness and the fact that he didn't technically die, I think that like they were just like well. I don't want to die for this bullshit, so I'm gonna peace yeah. out. And I think fuck it's it. like un- it's unusual circumstances. I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, kind of, who's gonna hold him accountable? <laughs> I guess. Like, True. The whole creed is kind of the strong rule, and you would think that they would at least kill Miri Muster. Jorga's dudes did try to kill Miri, but Jorah and Danny's Kass stopped them. Well, they should have. They should have fought them to the death, though, right? Like that's the whole point of being a blood rider. But he wasn't technically dead, so they're just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. I don't know. It is, like, weird, but that's, like, the first sort of satisfying answer that I've, that you, yeah, that you just gave Reiner. They're like, this is extenuating circumstances, so they just say, fuck it. I mean, there was also that the weird thing that uh, their son was, was prophesied to be, like, the stallion who mounts the world, who unites all the Dothraki and lead them to world domination, and then... There is the fear that they would just kill him, like uh, uh, another color. So there's a weird thing of not really respecting like the prophecies and the customs of like their own culture. So yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't think it's like something that they all have to technically be on board for. I think that's like he he'll do it because he'll take it out of being so strong, but he he'd still have to be tested or whatever. Like you know, other he was not a strong abolished. enough baby to surviving yeah. murdered in the womb yeah <laughs> yeah so he was also born like really old my four-year-old <laughs> fetus yeah <laughs> yeah i think that this is all definitely like symptoms of george not giving the dothraki enough thought and yeah. just just like how we don't get enough characterization or much characterization for any of them it really seems to yeah to come down to like the the strong rule and like to do whatever they want within very few restrictions like respecting not fighting in based off and that's more or less it yeah so then she's like she prepares drogo's body uh to be burned and she, she like smells she she washes him and then she like smells him we just have to say it he smells like cum he smells like yeah <laughs> yeah mm. we have he to smells say like it. semen and horses <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about how nasty that would. We smell. do have to say it. <laughs> it's all natchy smells. Danny's like, ooh, I love this. Put it in a candle. Mm. <laughs> I want my tent to smell like this always. Why does he smell like semen? I I think Danny's projecting. There's no way he can smell like semen. <laughs> I think semen just smells like like whatever your body smells like. So yeah. So dead. I... <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's a metaphor for the wedding that they're having. Sure. It is, because it's like a callback. She gets her yeah. same perfume that she gets at the beginning yeah. of the book. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets her eggs. 
and Jorah posts cringe again. He's, he's, he's telling her, but my queen, you need to sell the eggs in Ashai. They're gonna pay a lot for that. And she, she says no. And then she places the eggs besides Kajogo. Yeah, she places the... It says she places the black egg beside his heart, under his arm, the green beside his head, uh, and the cream and gold down between his legs. Which is, I don't know if this is going to mean anything or if it's just... These are the three most important parts. It's his, his third egg. He's writing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three eggs again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this is something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. And Miriam Mazdur is like giving her the side eye. Uh, she says, this is madness. And then Danny says, actually, what if I go sicko mode right now? <laughs> <laughs> she hears the kill pill sirens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, uh, she says, actually, I, act- uh, she says, I'm laughing, actually. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I have learned something from you, Miriam Mazdur. That she didn't. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> that's not, that's not well. what Miriam Mazdur's point was. I learned how to do a cool evil spell from you, just like yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she fucking burns the woman that she saved three chapters ago. Yeah, she doesn't like her anymore. Friendship ended. Mary Master was like, actually, I'm upset that your people rode in and killed everyone I've ever loved. And Danny was like, that's really mean. I'm going to burn you now. Yeah. Danny says, why can't you just be appreciative? <laughs> yeah, just appreciate what I've done for you. This is why it's so hard to be an ally to the sheep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God. Yeah, Miri says, you will not hear me scream. And Danny says, I will, but I don't care. I just want you to die. So, cool. Yeah, I last guess. chapter, Danny was like, what's the point of someone dying? And now she's like, I know. I know what the point <laughs> of someone dying is. Yeah. Uh, and then she looks up and the, and she sees a comet. Ah, it's a good sign. Mm. Probably nothing. It says, uh, the first star was a comet burning red, blood red, fire red, the dragon's tail. She could not yeah. have asked for a stronger sign. Mm. Fire, blood, and dragons. Just Interesting. Says, yeah. Jenny yeah. just says things are dragons whenever yeah. she wants. Like, <laughs> yeah. this comet, it's a dragon. Oh. My sweat, it's a dragon. <laughs> She's like, is that a dragon? Is that a dragon? Everything's a dragon. I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this part about Dothraki heaven that you mentioned earlier. It says, "The more fiercely the man burned in life, the brighter his star will shine in darkness." Someone should teach them about astronomy. Jeez, it's a comment, not a star. Yeah, cringe. Cringe. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Lewin would know. And then I noted an an F at the side of my book at the point where Mirma's door like is getting horrifyingly burned to death. Like it's pretty it's a pretty grimy description how she's like yeah. started starting to sing uh, in a shrill voice and then it goes like louder and shriller and it ends with a shuddering wail, thin and high and full of agony. Yeah, it sucks. It's pretty bad. And then and then then he fucking walks into the fire, right? Yeah, she's like, "Ooh, it feels good to me actually." Well, first, the fire it is getting bigger, and everybody else is backing away, and she's just standing her ground. Then she hears them screaming behind her, and at this point, like, she's way closer than anybody else can even stand to be. She takes off her vest, and it just immediately fucking explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just walks in. Yeah. There's some really weird description about how milk starts streaming out of her breasts. <laughs> I don't know why he needed to put that in. I don't know 
it works hey, like that, honestly. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. She like thinks very epically. It's, it's, how... it's dragon's milk. It's dragon's yeah. milk. She thinks very epically how the, how she is the fire and she's the nearest stormborn, daughter of dragons, mother of dragons. And then like the fire dies down and she's uh, she's naked and her hair is all burned away. Uh, and for some reason she's not hurt. And then she realizes there's three dragons around her. Real dragons? I think she knew it was going to happen. She did it on purpose. I yeah. guess. I th- like Jora comes up and sees them, and that's yeah, like, like the oh, real. Shit. <laughs> like, what <whoa>, fuck? <laughs> I really wish the show had given us bald Danny. What the fuck? I know it's epic that she's bald. So I know weird. they're such fucking cowards. It's awesome. It is kind of weird. Like, why is her body more magic than her hair? Because her hair is dead. It's hair is just... dead. Yeah. Does, is her fingernails burned away? Well, those have too much <laughs> calcium to burn away. I don't think fingernails burn. <laughs> But like hair I mean, it does catch hot. fire pretty easily. It's hot easy. enough to burn a whole person. I think it could burn your fingernails. She's got special ones. Her acrylics protected her. It doesn't say that her fingernails are still on. <laughs> George does not specify. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that that would be weird to not have fingernails. We do, we just don't know. When the winds of winter comes out, and there's all st- there's gonna be conventions again, and. I get to like meet George somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him this this exact question if Danny had <laughs> if Danny's fingernails had burned away. It's actually because dragons have talons. Dragons have talons but they don't have hair, so her fingernails stay but her hair goes. Ah Okay. I thought Janusz, I thought you were gonna say you were gonna cosplay as Danny after this at this <laughs> point and you were gonna have to you're gonna have to rip all your fingernails and toenails out <laughs> and shave your head and eyebrows. <laughs> And have milk streaming out of your nipples. Yeah, Yeah, and that was the book. There's dragons now. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Who would have thought that the book that has dragons' eggs and tons of, like, dragons in the past and has this dragon on my book cover? No, there's just a sword on mine. Oh, that's, that's lame. We have to mention that uh, all the Dothraki and Jorah love it, and they all oh, yeah, like... they love yeah. to see it. I think yeah. Jorah is most impressed by the dragons, but I wonder if the Dothraki are just more impressed that she lived in the fire. Yeah. I think it's all pretty impressive. It is pretty I think impressive. Yeah. The whole show I mean, is pretty They don't terrifying. seem to really care about dragons that much. Like, don't they think dragons are kind of evil? Dothraki? Yeah. Wasn't that the story mm. that her handmaids told her? Like, Like, they're all gone, but when they were alive, they were nasty beasts. They might have said that they were bad. I don't remember. Let's go look because we're gonna have to talk about that bit anyway. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit about myth stuff before we get to the spoiler chapter. Because now that we have this chapter and we have that Danny two or three whatever the Garth myth is in, we have all the pieces we need at least to talk about half of what is going on here. <laughs> and then uh, okay. once we get to the spoiler section, we'll talk about the other half. My question. My question is. Does the comet mean that the dragons can be born? Or does the comet appear because the dragons are going to be born? I think the comet is just there. It's just chilling. <laughs> There's nothing. It's just unrelated. <laughs> but the comet does mean something, right? Oh, it means yeah. something. The comet okay, is good. a pretty important thing. It's, yeah, you could say yeah, that. dragon, it. terrible, evil beasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I guess they're just like, cool. Damn, damn I guess our queen is evil. We love it. 
<laughs> I guess. Oops. Well, maybe, you know, they're drinking from her, her private cups and, like, they're just like, <laughs> I guess the dragons are on our side now, so we love it. I don't know. You just witnessed a miracle. Are you going to question it? I yeah. I feel like if I if just you're into something like that, I would think it was evil blood magic. <laughs> I think she it's literally... fine. She kills a lady. Would these dragons be like pretty easy to kill at this point? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You could just like smother it. You could. Just I guess they just like think it's epic. I mean, it is epic to go on fire and not die. Yeah. But I feel like this is so obvious. Like this is some sort of evil blood magic ritual and the Dothraki do not like yeah. this. I think this is a, a George whoopsie again. Maybe they're like afraid that she's gonna blood magic them to blood magic them away, maybe. I mean, those who stayed are kind of cool with it, maybe, because those are <laughs> yeah. who were very, oh, no, blood magic is super evil and we hate it. They left. I mean, are you gonna say I hate blood magic to the, the person who just came out of fire? It's yeah, pretty exactly. sinister. It's fire. It's fire magic. It's good. They're like maybe I maybe I get on board with blood magic now that I've seen it. I was wrong about blood magic this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fine it's actually. <laughs> as long as the blood magic is on my side, it's good. <laughs> so what's the myth? Okay, so the Karth myth, real quick, is like there were once two moons in the sky, but one wandered too close to the sun and cracked from the heat, and then dragons were born. And then one day the other moon will do the same. And then the Dothraki girls say that, no, actually the sun is king and the moon is the his wife. So Everybody you're stupid. This. Yeah. So this is pretty simple. Like, Danny acts out this myth. She, you know, the Drogos pyre is the fire of the sun. She wanders too close to it. And she doesn't explode into dragons, but her eggs do. She, You know, she and her eggs are kind of... The same symbol. And she Ouch. hatches dragons. And she does it on purpose, right? Yeah. I think She's so. Th- yeah, because she talks about how she tried it with the brazier before and it didn't work. Because it yeah. wasn't hot. Yeah. Or did she know it was going to happen or was she like hoping it was going to happen? I think she was like betting on it. Like that's her whole, yeah. if I look back, I'm lost thing. Like this is her last play. Like if I hatch these dragons, I can get these guys on my side. Yeah, I think that's how I feel about it. She's like, I might be crazy, but... After her dreams and stuff that she's been having while she was having the fever, she's pretty much, like, being guided towards this, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the way I always read it is uh, that there's sacrifices involved. Like, uh, it's it's Drogo, it's Mirmastur, and the horse, the I horse. guess. Yeah. Who are necessary. And Rago, I think. Rago, yeah. And even like, who are... Viserys, maybe. Yeah, who are kind of. necessary sacrifices to, to wake the... Or to hatch the dragon egg. Yeah, it's really hard to, like, George uh, constructs it in this way on purpose because he wants magic to be very mysterious and, like, scary and unknowable. That, like, there's no, we can't really figure out what the formula actually is. And I I think that's yeah, good. Like, maybe the horse was un- unnecessary, but maybe it's not. Yeah, like if it if it comes down to George, his he'll be willing to sacrifice another horse, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an endless supply of horses. Yeah, yeah. It's like whenever in a cooking video, like somebody's like throwing all the ingredients into a soup, and then they just start just going in on the pepper, like they just fucking spend ten minutes what? grinding pepper in, and they're like, you know, who who doesn't love more pepper? And George is like. Who doesn't love more horse death? <laughs> it, it also feels kind. 
it feels a bit like cheating like oh we need three sacrifices for one for each dragon we have this mighty carl we have this this powerful like Maggie and uh well, just throw a horse in there. <laughs> it's not the world's shittiest horse. horse. Just an okay horse. Yeah. yeah, it was like specifically a worse horse than Kaldrogo's yeah. horse. Right? Yes. Do you think the dragon that was awakened by the horse sacrifice gets bullied by the yeah, other? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the one that gets taken down by the Iron Fleet in the in the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you now now that we're like we've like laid it all down, it makes all sense. And maybe <laughs> David and Dan are actually geniuses, and we were all wrong about the show. They know the law. I mean, one of them also gets a decidedly shittier namesake. Yeah, than the true. other two. <laughs> I mean, they all they are all kind of no, shitty. They're all shitty. They're kind of bad. Yeah. Like two of them are at least like uh yeah they're all they're all like two of them are rapists and the third yeah. is like and has been also rapist. very yeah yeah like would have been very abusive at least they're all definitely male dragons then right how'd you tell uh, isn't there like this thing about like the dragons are all both or something yeah oh, okay i think i did okay. read that somewhere they can be whatever they want that makes sense i guess like they can all do they do they lay the eggs or yeah. They lay the eggs. Uh, yeah. okay. It's not like Pokemon where you just like find a dragon <laughs> egg. In the in the olden days of the early Targaryens, is this how they hatched all the eggs or is this just like a special thing that's happening here? Did the other ones just hatch? This is no, special. this is special. Yeah. This is okay. special. <laughs> yeah, they've been turned to <laughs> stone and needed to be reawakened or something like that. Yeah. Okay. My read on it, okay, my personal read on it is like the the comet is i don't think that it's specifically doing the magic to the world but i think that it's like an indicator of magic in the world is up so dragons is up also i think that's fair yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like danny is danny definitely like gets inspired by it when she sees it yeah the comet coming back is kind of to me is like you know, the planets and, and all the stars are, like, you know, starting to align again. And, like, that, yeah, I don't know. I think that's, like... I, I mean more that not and not, like, this comet that is passing by the Earth is radiating magic energy into them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's not that to me. Like, there's a magic space rock that radiates dragon energy. Yeah, the Earth has, like, a mana level in it. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's, like, a fluctuating thing that is intrinsic to the Earth, or whatever the planet is. They're just the universe, yeah. Yeah. The first time I read this book, I, like, didn't have... My critical thinking brain wasn't unlocked yet. So I thought I thought it was pretty epic that dragons were hatched at the end. No, listen, it is. It is. It is pretty, pretty cool to see a dragon. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You're right. It's it's not cool to see, like, Miramas Dur being sacrificed for it. No, yeah. So I don't know if Danny, like, kind of, like, evil confirmed already at this point. Yeah. I mean, she, she is the witch that killed Danny's husband. <laughs> Again, with the sort of mirroring, is like, finding the direwolves at the beginning of the book as well. In that there's this, like small elemental animal yeah that's a good point do we need to add the three dragons to the puppies yeah <laughs> I, think the I think so yeah but i'm not counting them for book one because they don't have their names yet no yeah that's true i mean it also mirrors i guess the the prologue where we meet the white walkers so like the two kinds of very yeah, powerful potentially very destructive and 
questionably evil like magic forces awakening yeah right mm -hmm. the book starts with ice and ends with fire oh you guys want to talk about uh Sleipnir? about what i guess you Always. can talk about Sleipnir. Yeah. oh i yeah. love Sleipnir. The what it is seven, seven leg tours six leg tours so. eight, eight, eight i think eight yeah Eight, oh know. shit, eight, Like a spider. Eight oh, oh the eight spider. Eight. Seven Vajonias. Spider. <laughs> spider. This is, yeah, you're gonna see some shit, like how that all... So, <laughs> like, a lot of people think that Sleipnir has eight legs because the person riding the horse is, is the dead person who is being carried by four men on their shield or whatever, like, for a funeral mm. beer. So that would have eight legs. So, like, Sleipnir is, like... He's another psychopomp thing that leads people, like, carries people to the land of the dead. Odin can ride him around while he's living and fly to the land of the dead and fly to, like, any of the nine realms or whatever through the sky. He's, like, really fast. He's actually, he's specifically called, I kept, I was doing research and he's over and over again, everyone's like, this is the best horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what if you ate him? Ooh. I mean... Oh his mum is a god. He's technically... His what? mom is... Uh, he's like Odin's grandson, <laughs> grandchild? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Odin just rides his grandchild around like, mm. this is fine. Well, I don't know if... Uh, is is Loki, like, officially uh, Odin's uh, adopted child in, like, real... In not Marvel? I don't know. Let's just talk about the horse. <laughs> I'm just looking at... At images of how people interpret the eight legs to look, I'm gonna post one. I po I posted one that's very cute, and now I'm gonna like post that one. one that looks fucking disgusting. Like, I the, the, the way the muscles work on this one is really <laughs> challenging. I love to look at horrible horse muscles. It's the best horse. Oh yeah, no, I love this. This is a sexy. I horse. hate the, the four horse. legs in the front, four legs in the back. Why yeah. would it be like that? So stupid. If a horse had eight legs, would it be like this or like this? <laughs> yeah. How would how would he how would he wear trousers? Oh, there's one six in the front and two in the back. That's I kind of like that one. That's advanced. But anyway, Sleipnir. Yeah, he's this astral projection horse. That's uh, a metaphor for for death, but also like he is kind of related. He's related to Yggdrasil because like. Um, where he lives you know he connects all the the nine realms and he's also like mm. so like if you were to say odin has two horses and one is yggdrasil and one is sleipnir and sleipnir is like gray and he can fly so in this chapter uh danny like runs into the fire walks into it and first whenever Dan drogo first catches fire he's like for an instant, he's, like, dressed in fiery robes. It says, like, he's dressed in um, wisps of, like, fire and smoke. And then later, she calls the flames uh, sorcerers that are, like, robed in fire. So he's kind of becoming, like, a fire sorcerer. And then, uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh Kay just uh, posted yeah. <laughs> the fact that Sleipnir just means, like, slippery. <laughs> This is <laughs> get on my slippery horse. This is our mythical god horse, Slippy. <laughs> Slipping on my slate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find like brawny style. Oh, that's, that's gotta exist. You don't, you don't gotta actually. But anyway, <laughs> you I'm, do gotta. I'm sure there's some some horrible like 
Oh, no, yeah. Pony There's a ton. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are kind of cute. Yeah. All right. So she, after a little, a couple other visions, she sees uh, a horse that's called a great gray stallion limbed in smoke, and its flowing mane is a nimbus of blue flame. And that word nimbus, I think, is a call out to the fact that Sleipnir is described as gray as a storm cloud, so like a nimbus cloud. Yeah, like this. Thank you. Yes, you found it. You yeah. found it. Yeah. I'd love to see it. It's pretty Thank cute. You. He even has the nimbus cutie mark. Just... So this is related to what you're saying. Don't turn your safe search off if you're searching for my little pony. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> Alright. I like this. <laughs> you can't say it's bad. It's good. It is cute. Alright. I just hate the idea of it. Alright. This is just a video podcast now. We... We have now switched the ratio of audio elements over to visual elements. Okay, I'm just going to post one more. <laughs> one more, one more. Podcast is a non-visual medium. Ooh, this one's got a hammer. What does it mean? Smashes. It's probably wrong because the hammer is Thor. I like this one because it also redesigned the show logo to say My Little Slipe Near. <laughs> Loki like is magic. Loki is magic. I do like your post of it is natural that Loki is the inventor of the fishnet. Of course he it's is. It's natural. It's just natural. natural. It's right on like 80 different levels. It's just correct. Alright, go ahead, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay, so she sees a horse and then she commands Drogo to mount it, to mount that horse. Uh, then she says for an instant, she glimpsed Drogo mounted on that smoky stallion, and he's holding a flaming lash like a whip. Yeah, so now, like, Sleipnir carries you off uh, to the to the afterlife, and that's what this horse is doing, too. So I think it's, like, a pretty clear call-out to Sleipnir, and we already mentioned that, like, eight legs are like the ice spiders. Can we stop? I need, I'm Sorry. just clicking away. <laughs> I, I just need to it's not look at it. stop. I'm minimizing the window, I'm turning off my monitor, and I'm fucking walking across the room. There's, there's just so much of this. This is so much more than I expected. <laughs> We're switching from funk, from Funko Pops to My Little Ponies. <laughs> it's the logical evolution. <laughs> it's like Emmanuel Spain. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Venn diagram of, like, reactionaries, My Little Pony enthusiasts, and neo-paganists? It's probably, like, pretty big overlap in some of those spots. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I you're seeing so. all of all of the sleep near My Little Ponies. They're pretty cute, though. Damn, there's no Funko Pop with him, though. What if there's... I, I, I think there's gotta be some, like, uh, My Little Pony fans who, who are just, like, into the concept of a horse that has eight legs. And that's and that's goth. It's, it's practically two horses in one. Yeah. And they love to see horses in, in another horse. Right, anyway... <laughs> so the point is because it's an odin's horse this is another thing that's like that's showing us that drogo is like kind of becoming a green seer like we talked about with his catatonic body this is him his like spirit ascending into the stars which are like the wayward net and uh he gets the comet as his star because he's a zora high and fucking she calls it a dra the comet the dragon's tail, and then he gets a flaming lash, which I think are connected. So he's like 
this is him like wielding the comet and he it says she he like strikes down and that's whenever the eggs crack so he's like hitting the eggs each egg and like whipping them and they crack open and then so that's like he's wielding the comet to do that because it's like the dragon's tail which is like a whip oh that makes sense and then uh the sound of the eggs cracking the second crack is loud and sharp as thunder just keep that one in mind because we're going to talk about thunder probably i feel like i mentioned it in the prologue but thunder and lightning is another like version of the the meteor yeah i mean she's she's stormborn yeah yeah and then the third crack is as loud as sharp loud and sharp as the breaking of the world so that one is crazy like that yeah it's implied that Danny is saying these, right? Like, these are Danny's understandings of them? I think she, it's like her, yeah, her thoughts yeah. or whatever. So she says the breaking of the world, like, it's a thing that happened. Like, there's no if. There's no, like, it's, it's like if the world broke. She's like, this is the breaking of the world, you know? Well, he uses as. I don't know. That's like, if something would, like, really loud happen next to me, and I was like, whoa, it sounded like the earth just blew up. Yeah, I just mean, like, she's Would not... that be weird? Like, it sounded like would be like, oh, this is like if it happened, but she, this is like, this is, it happened, and this is it, you know? Yeah. The way that it is, is more like the breaking of the world is not a hypothetical. Well, I don't think it is. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's not, but it's interesting that Danny thinks of it like that. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she should have thought about it more and been like, hmm, maybe these dragons aren't good. <laughs> yeah, the dragons... Dragons are very, very epic, and we always love to see them. And I have no less than five statues or plushies of dragons on my desk right now. But in this book, they're evil. That's very good. They're evil. It's evil to be a they, dragon. They kind of trick us into it, yeah. It's possible. Because we love to see... Like, we're fantasy book readers, so we obviously love to see dragons. What if they were swamp dragons? I would say that these dragons are... They're at the very least neutral evil. Yeah, like, they're very dangerous. They're, they're puppies at this point, so I, I think a puppy can't be evil. <laughs> a puppy can't be evil, but I think a druppy can be evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what would make them evil? Just, like, uh, killing a lot? Because they're of born of blood magic, people. I would say. Well, okay. It's not but their they fault. didn't choose that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we in the spoilers or not? We're in the spoilers, mm. I, I think. Spoiler music. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, okay. We're gonna okay. go on to spoilers. Is a shadow now. baby not evil because it didn't choose to be born like that? No, <laughs> no it's fine. I think it's a shadow baby. baby is pretty evil too. I think a shadow baby and a dragon are basically the same thing. I think the people that make the shadow baby, but a shadow baby gets like intent uh, imbued into it. Yeah. So it yeah. I don't know if the shadow baby is conscious, but it. If it was, it'd be like the only thoughts it would have are like, I need to kill Renly. Whereas <laughs> the dragons are just animals, you know? Yeah. I feel like the dragons have to be more than the animals. They're more than they're, animals. Yeah. They're definitely very smart animals. But so are the so are the dire wolves. And yeah. We don't consider them evil and like. Yeah. Uh, no, because the dragon wolves are on the side of good. 
Yeah, they weren't born of blood magic, to be fair, yeah. But Greywind is like also ripping apart soldiers on the battlefield. <laughs> so Sounds pretty metal. This yeah. <laughs> what if they were bad soldiers? Those yeah, soldiers they, had those high fives. They had terrible you, vibes. He uses his animal instincts to pick out the ones with bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> he literally does because he fucking like he growls anytime somebody comes near that yeah. wants to hurt Rob. They are vibe detectors. They're vibe detectors. Yeah. Great one said vibe check. <laughs> I have a spoiler question. Because I keep seeing different people say different things and I haven't figured out what's true yet. Does, because I think, Illyrio doesn't think this is going to happen, does he? He no, just thinks they're no. dead. No, nobody, right. yeah. There's no way he could have predicted just, it. Just like Jorah, yeah. everyone's like, these are very fancy collectibles. You can put yeah. this on your desk and say, look yeah, at this. this. These are amiibos. Yeah, because then there's there's a line where Danny's like, they weren't given to me to sell, which I guess she means they were to keep, but yeah. other people said it means that he has some sort of premonition, but I'm pretty sure that yeah. he just thinks that rocks. I think... But then where I did think, he get them? I think Danny gave them a different emotional value than what she got them for. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was it was totally in Illyrio's intent. And that they were to be sold, but she imbued this emotional meaning to them, and now she's like, "No, they were given given to me with a purpose." And we also get the the stuff about like she feels uh, heat coming off from them, and and other people don't. So yeah, I guess she catches on earlier that the there's magic. yeah that there's something going on with them, and they are not just like it's not just an emotional connection. She feels like I guess a magical connection to them earlier. They would have been in the tent when Miri was doing her magic, right? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Probably. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think they would have been. Yeah. Spoopy. <laughs> Maybe they are evil. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they're evil. <laughs> I think they I mean, got three evil puppies. <laughs> but wait, you you said to me before that you don't think the others are evil. The, the others aren't evil because they're opposed to the dragons, who are evil. Hmm. Okay, I am I am melting hmm. down over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in inherent evil. It's all fine. Uh, in the real world, no. But in magic world, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, nah, I don't think that's fine. like that. It's just nature, isn't it? I think, God, but it's really hard because in the real world there's also no blood magic, so we can't yeah. say. <laughs> that you know of. Currently. Yeah, but you know, what's the wrong with blood magic? Except for the fact that it's got blood in it. And some maybe small sacrifice, but like, you know. It has, so it has the, word, the words blood and magic in them in an evil combination. Yeah, maybe yeah, it blood, cancels blood. out with the magic. Because magic is cool. But, yeah. <laughs> No. Blood is also a good thing. Like you need blood, blood to live. Also so it's, cool. it's, it's life magic, really. What if blood magic is good? Wouldn't you say that magic is inherently like bad or dangerous in this universe? Um, I think that it's just another form of power, and he's making critiques on all forms of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a metaphor for for weapons. Yeah. yeah, you know, like he calls it a magic a sword without a hilt and that kind of thing. Okay, which is like in in RPGs or like in games, it is like that. Like you either fight with a sword or you're gonna do a magic, and ideally your party has all of them. Yeah, 
I mean, in that sense, it's like even more dangerous than a than regular military power because it doesn't always do what you want it to do, and it can hurt yourself too because it like doesn't. There's mm. no safe way yeah. to grasp it. I'm just thinking right now: Do we ever get an example right. of Nuclear magic power. doing doing definitely like a good thing? I mean, we get resurrection, but even that is kind of yeah, it's bad resurrection. Questionable, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like it to happen to him. The resurrection isn't good. We never get straight up like. Healing no, it's gonna magic, be fine with John. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, gonna John's gonna come back totally the same and normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, be, Beric maybe. He's gonna be better. He's gonna have oh, some Beric cool scars. getting resurrected. Yeah. Beric is like, my soul has been rent. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't remember my mother's face. It's fucked up. How come there's no one does like healing magic? Yeah. That's weird. What about the arm? What did that Makoro give? Oh yeah, to that's Karen. a totally normal and good arm that you like to have. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, uh Quiburn, he's doing some good healing magic. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh the glass candles? You can see really far and you can talk to people like a telephone for free and uh there doesn't seem to be any like sacrifice you have to do to do that. Mm, yeah. I don't really know enough about them. I can't say right. this, at this hey, point. Hey, a lot of zombies There's no proof that you don't have to kill a raven to activate it. <laughs> <laughs> the only good magic is the power to talk to your puppy. Mm. Yeah, yeah there's good. nothing yeah. Nothing bad go- is going to come out of that kind of magic. Or just like, yeah, like looking into the past and being able to it's get like knowledge. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. So, but that magic is good because it's, it's others' magic and they're good. <laughs> <laughs> You can't refute me on this point. It's all coming together for, in my in my favor. Well, I mean, do you agree that you, that the whites are conscious? I think that the whites are still in there. Like they still got. They're basically like mm. what Hodor is like whenever Bran is warging him. I don't know. I'm not convinced of the dead people being aware. But they can remember. I basically only have the examples of Bran and Beric and Stoneheart. But besides that, I think it just makes sense thematically that, like, the others are, like, a, a reversal of death and, like, they're bringing people back from the dead and, like, enslaving them. And it just seems like a Martin thing to do to also make those people, like, conscious and having to watch all the, like, violence that they're forced to do. Yeah. I don't know. My read on the others has always been that it's, like, the children in the forest getting cool mechs to fight in. <laughs> I don't think the children of the forest uh, made them. They like them, though, aren't they? Or no, wait. Mm, not that we see. Oh, you're right. All right, we'll think about this later. We'll figure it out. I had a couple questions about some numbers. <laughs> I question okay. the number five. What about 37? <laughs> What's up with that? I got some numbers to throw at you. <laughs> that's number wang okay let me let me just like list off a couple of symbols before uh and then we'll do those questions and then i'll talk about how she's also reenacting the lightbringer forging thing at the same time so okay just like some symbols to keep in mind basically that we don't have time to talk about right now uh danny whenever she takes her bath she's like dissolving into it just remember moon maidens dissolving into water I'm writing it down. I think I talked a little bit about this, but the Drogo wearing like fiery robes and the sorcerers that are made of fire and also the dancing women made of fire, that's something that will pop back up again. Uh, the crack of thunder I already mentioned. 
Yeah, and then also that the dragon's eyes are uh, red as coals, which are like the same as the they're really similar matching descriptions to like ghost's eyes and the other uh, direwolf's eyes. So they're they're symbolically analogous, and you're trying to tell me that one's evil and one's not. So. Well, that's mm. it's ice and fire. They're opposites. They can be the same and opposites. But the wolves are fire. Yeah. They're like they're hellhounds. Yes. They're like Cerberus. Oh, okay. But anyway, there's, there's more of them than that. You said that it's like Cerberus, but there's six wolves. There's three dragons, so that's more like Cerberus if you think about it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're... So there's two Cerberuses. That's why they have the three-headed dragon. Yeah. But Cerberus, Cerberus isn't evil. He just like guards the yeah. He's puppy underworld. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's just a dog. Yeah. He's just a big dog. Sometimes you're just a big dog. <laughs> Sometimes he's not even that big. He's just <laughs> like a regular size dog. dog. You got three heads. You got three heads, but it's fine. It just means you have three heads to pat. You always have friends. Yeah, you can hold mm-hmm. three tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me some numbers. All right. The first one is uh, the keep is three-sided, like River Run itself. River Run is three. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Um. Okay. I think the River Run... Chaz asked about the, like... The rusty portcullis, mm-hmm. which the only thing I can think yeah. of is like a uh, bloody mouth, which is like a mm-hmm. weirwood. Or it's a, it's a womb. Yeah, exactly. That's basically the same thing. And it has the three sides and it's right on the red fork and, you know, commands the trident. The three rivers are the green fork, the red fork, and the blue fork. There's also the tumblestone, which goes into the red fork and that's where River Run actually is. Yeah. Tumblestone is just a name for a meteor, but the green, red, and blue are like the three magics, and it's the same thing as um, Danny's three eggs. Red and black go together, white and blue go together, and they're uh, green goes with green. <laughs> so I think like the weirwood is like a unification of all the three like fire, ice, and green seer magic stuff because weirwoods are. A flaming tree, but they're frozen in time, and they don't aren't burned like they aren't consumed, even though they're like symbolically on fire, like the burning bush, because they've been frozen. So it's like obsidian being frozen flame, and that makes it safe to use. And they're a conduit for green seers. So they're a unification of the three types of magic, and so is Riveron and the three rivers of the Trident. I think that's what that means. Okay. That sounds good, but then what does it mean in terms of, like, are characters associated with Riverrun? Like, are the Tullys, like, combinations of magic? Or what would you say? If you look at, so all the Tullys have the, like, kissed by fire hair. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, what's his name, Hoster? He's, like, kind of stuck in the past. He's, you know, his mind is kind of going away, kind of like Drogo or, like, the... Like Bloodraven, whenever he's kind of drifting off. But a lot of the like old people are just used to be like green seer symbols. Catelyn says, um, whenever she leaves him, she says like she he, she left him to watch the like rivers of his youth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. me find the line because that line specifically like kind of implies time travel. Wait. So like a green seer. Let me find it. Oh, also there's. She compares the, like, blood in his veins to the rivers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Some Fisher King stuff. Did I make it up? <laughs> I could definitely believe it's in another book. I think I just made it up. Okay, I found it. I found it. When they're at the War Council, 
it says that Lord Huster was too weak to attend, asleep on his balcony, dreaming of the sun on the rivers of his youth. Oh, okay. Yeah. My brain is actually huge and cavernous <laughs> and hard to find things in. Because <laughs> I, I remembered that, actually, because I thought it was weird that they thought he might be there. It was weird that they mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even just the fact that he's, like, stuck on these details of his past, he's kind of, like, unstuck in time. He's, uh... Just, like, living in the past. I usually associate that kind of thing with Green Seers. Mm-hmm. The other thing about River Run is that his his balcony thrusts out of its side like a ship's bow. So it's also like a ship, which, oh, a ship. which is also like a tree. We all know what that means. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah, so the people who declare for Rob, I think I count six, which I felt like was a weird number. Mm. Why would it be six? Because it goes Great John, Karstark... Mormont, Blackwood, Bracken, Malister. So six, and then seven? Six is almost seven. Because the seventh would be Stark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was like wondering how to break the news to y'all, but uh, Rob is a Night's King figure. <laughs> Rob is the Night King? Rob is the Night King. Oh, the, ni- the Night King? <laughs> this is great news. The Nightman, you say? Yeah. This is so exciting. I mean, he's gonna get crowned, and the the crown of the kings of winter is a like bronze crown with nine black swords on it, which um you know people have already linked that to the like nine kings of men in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know that become the ring wraiths. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's already like evoking that kind of dark lord stuff. I mean, I mean, mage literally says the king of winter. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of the king in the north, she's just yeah. throwing her own spin on it. Mage is like, I listen to your podcast. I know some of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing is that, like, whenever I say Night's King, I'm usually talking about, like, the evil version. Because the King of Winter, there should be, like, a Lord of Death, because death is a natural thing, and, you know, people need to die, and it's like Hades isn't, isn't, like, a bad guy. He just rules over the underworld. Or, like, you know, the time of death, which is winter. Yeah, okay. People not dying or not staying dead is evil. Yeah, yeah, like we were just talking about. So the problem is, is whenever the, you know, one of the brothers, one of the, either the Summer King or the Winter King kills the other so that, and then also has to kill the triple goddess so that he can't be reborn, so that he rules forever and it stays in one, you like stop time and you stay in one thing, or you freeze fire. Uh, That's like the abomination. So... Rob has some of this stuff where he's going to go on and uh, break his marriage pact and then he's going to get killed at the twins like a sacrifice to the Weirwoods. I think Rob is gonna, because, you know, in the show there was a Night King, but in the book there's just like, just the Night King is like this old mythological figure, but there isn't like... So you're gonna... There isn't like a blue evil man. Are you gonna say, what if Rob... Become yeah. another and had to fight his own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rob is gonna come back as the Night King, and it's gonna be epic. If you kill him, the others will die. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, but here's the thing: uh, Lady Stoneheart is gonna have to kill her own Rob. Yes, she has the crown. What is what type of figure is Lady Stone? I guess we can talk about it when we get to the end of. Storm yeah, we should probably in a year. <laughs> She's triple goddess, right? Yeah, she's yes. like Fire Moon transformed into Ice Moon, which is like, I think it's at least two of the stages. So right now I'm like tentatively thinking of the Maiden as the Fire Moon, the 
mother as the bridge between them, which is the weirwood net because of the like womb tomb stuff. And then the crone as the ice moon, which bits you out. When your womb is a tomb. God, I get so fucking pumped when I get the, the mythological shit right. This is like a high I haven't felt since high school English class. <laughs> <laughs> and also since we were talking about Rob being like a dark sun guy, he is kind of doing like echoes of Aegon the Conqueror here. Whenever... Yeah, they literally say it. <laughs> They say since Aegon the Dragon, they, like, bring him up yeah. while this is happening. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, he, okay. It's, like, a little bit remixed. Whenever Aegon comes over, he burns the fuck out of Harrenhal, and then he goes and fights Lannisters after rallying all the river lords that were subjugated by Harrenhal. And Rob does kind of a similar thing where he goes and frees River Run, rallies the river lords. Tywin will, you know, go set up in Harrenhal. But then Rob will go further west and fight more Lannisters, which is like Aegon going to going west to fight Lannisters on the Field of Fire. So I think there's like shades of that. And Aegon, all the pretty much all the Targaryen kings are dark solar kings like Rhaegar, and they usually have black crowns and black armor and all the rest. So and they never let their fucking any women rule because they're they suck. So. They do suck, is the thing. Yeah, I've been learning that. No Targaryen apologists here. I like Jaehaerys and uh, Alisande. We like Egg. I liked, um... I like Prater Breaks Rainus? Well, if you say in the lady ones, of course the lady ones are all good. Even the evil <laughs> ones. I like to say Anus Targaryen. It's very funny. It's simply his name. This motherfucker named Anus. One chance at life, parents named me Anus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you got any more numbers? I think that was all my numbers. Okay. I think we're all good. I just want to talk about structural stuff. We won't, we'll wait until Clash to like really get into all the Lightbringer forging story stuff. But the reason I said last episode that this chapter is like pretty foundational and like this moment is pretty foundational to like be able to do all the rest of the like stuff because it's one of the first big clues of, like, how he's structuring all of these symbols and, and myths and stuff. So, like, she acts out the Two Moons Karth story, but at the same time, she's also acting, she's also fulfilling the Azor High Reborn prophecy. And because of that, first we can see that, obviously, like, characters were, are going to act out stories from the past. That's pretty foundational. And next, sometimes they're going to be, like, we we can use, you know, we can cross-reference all these different things because some of them, some of the stories from the past are actually talking about the same thing. And whenever we see it happen in the present, it's going to explain that. So, like, it, this is, like, one of the first big times that you see that really clearly where, like, you're unifying these two seemingly separate stories and... That lets you unlock a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah. No, that makes sense. This, like, is really important to showing, like, how he's encoding all of this, all this bullshit. You know, once we get to the end of the story, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, all this foreshadowing was here, and it was, like, just seven layers deep under, <laughs> under a bunch of, like, keys and stuff. It's good to me. I like the theories. I, I'm having fun. Yeah, I just get kind of excited. It's so fucking cool, just the way, like, that Grim, like, he'll put a little crumb here and a crumb there, and then you find the thing that connects them, and then you look like, uh, Charlie Day, but 
you're it's right. all real. Yeah. It was real. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anybody else got some, some bullshit? I was just going to say it. It's nice that the book's ended, and it ended on this great note, and I think it was very well structured, and it was pretty good. That's my... That's I, my... Li- I liked the book. It was I good feel book. like it was a pretty good book. Pretty good book. I like to read it, for the most part. Yeah, some bad moments. We'll talk about whole book next time. Okay, yeah, we are at, like, two and a half hours or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets, like, 20 seconds instead of five minutes like last time for Lemon Cake. <laughs> so just shout something out real quick. Fuck. Um, okay, my Lemon Cake is juggling. I've been learning to juggle, and it's very fun. I'm not great at it, but I'm getting better. We're uncovering the Chaz mystery of why she likes clowns, I guess, right now. <laughs> She's got a trapeze. Oh, have you not been following her Twitter? I, maybe I just have missed it. I don't know. You know, where we've got many mysteries that we're unraveling on this podcast. <laughs> I'll write this one down too. Hashtag, hashtag circus is life, man. Hell yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm gonna, speaking of circus, it's not a good transition. I'm gonna shout out the album Quebec by Ween, which I've been listening to today and been enjoying a lot. Uh, it's... You know, their most iconic album, to those who don't know, Ween, they wrote the song Ocean Man, which is in the end credit scene of the SpongeBob movie, but they have, like, they're famous for doing every genre possible on every album. Yeah, and this album is really cool, and I like it a lot. Uh, I'm gonna say that one of the other things I did to get through this week was uh, I watched, I think, five episodes? Yeah, because I got up to Ballad of Fallen Angels of Cowboy Bebop. And goddamn, that show is just so fucking good. good (laughs) Cowboy Bebop, good. All right, somebody else go. Okay, mine is, uh, I like to take a walk outside. It's nice. It smells like flowers, if you didn't know. Yeah, I can recommend listening to the Game of Thrones audiobook. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Okay, uh, mine is uh, the fact that it's asparagus season. I love asparagus. uh, Eating it, like, uh, at least four times last week. Uh, My pee smells terrible, but it's worth it. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Nice. <laughs> uh, fuck Jorah. Fuck Tywin. Fuck, fuck Jorah. Fuck Littlefinger. Fuck Tywin. Fuck Render Tarlin. Fuck Jorah. Honestly, fuck Drogo. Oh, hey, should we say what we're going to do next week? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Next week is a retrospective on the whole book, and we'll also include special awards based on many categories. Yeah, we're going to have some very special guests. We're gonna do some six stunts. We're gonna go all out. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Next week is, uh, it's Tumblr Prom. Who are you asking to Tumblr Prom? <laughs> it's Tumblr Prom. It's gonna be great. Uh. Okay. See you then, folks. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Fuck Chora.
Jesus.